Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. Philanthropy Today, focusing on 25 years of history of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation and talking to some of the people that have had leadership capacities in the foundation over the years. And, you know, our next guest, uh, Vern, is someone who is chair from 2015 to 2016. And Jody Kals has quite a legacy with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Indeed. We're excited to have Jody with us today. And uh, we're into that second half of the Community Foundation's 25 years. And and Jody has uh, had an integral part in that, certainly the year that she was the chair of the foundation. But uh, Jody, there was some time you spent on this foundation from the very beginning, I think uh, would be interesting to share. So Yes. Well, thank you for asking about that. That's sort of a fun um, beginning because there were important people that had a vision for this foundation, but some of the execution behind the scenes still needed to get done. And so I was a trust officer at the time at the trust company under Mark Kanakandoffel. And I remember him walking into my office and just laying out this vision that they had and then handing it over to me and saying, so you go to work figuring out what kinds of legal documents and forms that we need to get this thing off the ground and get started. So some of the execution, which he knew I was probably good at, detail work um, was something that I was really happy to, to help with and get this come to life. Well, it's an amazing thing to have in your career path that so many people don't know. So it's right. great to have it yeah. a part of this podcast. So uh. yeah. So you started off at the very beginning and then you were probably pretty engaged in the foundation from a more of a background perspective. Right. Working with chair? working with clients, actually, as a trust officer and a wealth manager, uh, any opportunities where I saw that this would be a good fit for my clients and a good fit for the community. And I had a client that came along later who didn't have any living heirs uh, immediately that she wanted to leave any of her resources mm-hmm. to. And so I thought of the Community Foundation and brought it to her as an opportunity for a legacy that she might be interested in. And she really was. She thought that was a great idea. And so just that was how how I looked at the role that I could serve in that way. So you, working in the financial aspect, helping clients, yes, and then eventually you move into that capacity right. of chair yeah. of the Greater Manhattan started, Community Foundation. Started taking on some of the office roles and positions and getting more involved in the volunteerism of making this opportunity for all of the community. You know, you've had a great career professionally mm-hmm. and, you know, on the philanthropic side, you know, mm-hmm. yes. that has got to be something that, you know, knowing your engagement in the community over the years, this yes. has got to have been a, a special time for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I always wanted to be involved in the community that I lived in and make an impact and make it the place I wanted to raise my family, right? Mm-hmm. The best place possible mm-hmm. for my children. So anything I could do to, to improve the community in that way was something I was passionate about and volunteered in, in lots of areas. But the Community Foundation was a, a way to blend both of those things, mm-hmm. sort of that love of the estate planning and tax planning and wealth management, and then that volunteerism and service and building a wonderful community for for all of us to, to live in. Well, 2015 to 2016, there's uh, probably an awful lot that was going on. Yes, it was moving and shaking back <laughs> yeah. then. And so we had recently, you know, had Vern come on. And so we were really starting to see his vision for creating these bigger connections to the community. And so, and with me being a mom of two young sons, um, I was really passionate about the generational aspect of this opportunity mm-hmm. as well. So we already had our YIC Youth Impacting Communities right. group. I made sure both of my sons were involved in it. 
wanted them to, to, to kind of take the torch and go in their life with regard to service and communities. And then we started the Young Trustees yeah. during that time where I was in leadership and saw that there was sort of that middle professional that was really needing connections to other professionals and connections to how they could make an impact in our community. So we getting that started mm-hmm. during that time was really exciting for me. Well, you've got to be proud of that track record. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was a village, right? All of us mm-hmm. had a part of it, but it was really something that I saw was as some role that I could really serve well. You know, there's that last 10 years, there's been such a tremendous uh, growth. Yes. You know, Grow Green Match Day. Yes. You know, it started yeah. before you were A couple there, years but, before. But you have mm-hmm. seen that transition into right. something special in our community. Right. And I always made a point to to volunteer on the day, too, because I, you know, you can kind of do the stuff and the, the legal work and the paperwork. But when you see the faces of all the the diverse people in the community that can be a part of this endeavor in any small way, a $5 check, a $10 check, mm-hmm. a group of community members passionate about whatever they're serving towards. That's really was fun for me. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be part of any of those items as well. So Jody was chair at the time when there were really only three of us here as a staff. And <laughs> yeah. so we really wow. relied on our board members at yeah. the point in time and in. trustees, and you know, when we had events like Match Day or the Community Foundation Awards and those significant part in the process and of course, mm-hmm. not only did she bring uh, enthusiasm, but she brought talent to the table. So that was even better yet. So, <laughs> And what does that mean to you, to your family? Oh, boy, it means everything to know the, our unhappiness that we call it, our uh-huh. special place that we've raised our family, has been able to meet needs um, in various ways and see opportunities as well and show others in the state of Kansas how to do that because those partnerships and affiliates mm-hmm. that we have was a relatively newer transition for the foundation when I was in leadership. And so seeing where it's at now across the entire state of Kansas, that's exciting because we're not only impacting Manhattan, but we're impacting the whole region and the whole state as well. How many affiliates? Do you have any numbers of how many affiliate partnerships we had back at, in, that, time? at that time? Well, we started in the early 2000s with Dover and Frankfurt. Right. They were coming on. But I forget when Wamego and Marysville came on. Yeah, right after my leadership. Sabetha yeah. was the next one, I think, okay. and then Wamego. And then right at the end, we started talking to Junction City when I was yeah. in leadership. And so yeah. those all came uh, around that time. And then since then, what? You've added another how many? Yeah, we're 20 now. So, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it has definitely changed. Well, and the significant part about that is obviously the the communities, Wamego, Manhattan, and Junction City do a lot of things together in the Flint Hills region. But um, they're not only there's this rivalry aspect and then there's a concern about uh, one foundation running them all and that kind of thing. And so there was a whole lot of need for community leadership. And Jody and the board at that time and, and the boards of Wamego and, and Junction City that were there, it was integral to have those conversations feel so good. I feel so good about how those relationships are across the board between the three communities that uh, mm-hmm. it certainly is a pride point of mine, and yeah, I should definitely. be for yours as well. So Always wanted to make sure that they took ownership of what right. their vision for their community was going to look like and that we were just there to, again, serve right. and help them make that come to fruition. Yeah, and that's certainly how we do it. It's a trust thing, and uh, and we enjoy serving them in that process. So, You used the word vision just a moment ago. Looking back at 25 years, you know, you've been involved. You've seen everything that's happened <laughs> at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation yeah. outside that initial meeting with uh, Jim Gordon and, mm-hmm. and Jim Morrison and Mark Anakadoffel. Yeah. Did you have any perspective of what the GMCF would have become? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess 
Unfortunately or fortunately, I did because since <laughs> being my background, my training, my mm -hmm. law degree, I knew of the Kansas City um, Community Foundation. So I knew what mm -hmm. it could do. Mm -hmm. I knew the breadth and the impact and the size and the and you know, little engines can, right? So right. we can do it just as well as the, the big cities um, can. So I, not that I exactly saw what was going to transpire, but I understood the opportunity that this was going to provide everybody. And so I'm glad that we were able to. Yeah. Well, with Jody's professional things. expertise <laughs> in that whole process of, of building relationships with uh, individuals out there that have not yet made the decision of what they're going to do with their wealth, she could see it where others couldn't at that yeah. point in time. She's a relationship building to start with. She's a professional as an attorney, a financial planner from that standpoint. And so she brought all elements to the table, and which was a great time for this organization as we were casting visions of how to continue those things. And yeah. so uh, uh, her role on the board as chair at that time was significant. So thank you. Didn't you get some award at the CFA <laughs> some time ago? Gosh. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was probably the professional, professional advisor, advisor of the year. Yeah. After that story I was mentioning of the clients that, you know, wanted to make an impact, had an opportunity and wasn't sure what to do with that opportunity and just kind of not telling them what to do, but showing them that this was a choice that they mm -hmm. could make and it was a perfect fit for them. And so, yeah, just making sure that others know about it. It's, it's, it shouldn't be a kept secret, right? Everyone no, should know absolutely. about a community foundation and whether it be your providing resources, you're receiving resources, you're helping with whatever project. I mean, there's so many different ways that people can get involved. So, it, yeah, I think that's the, the nice thing about a community foundation. So... We look at 25 years. Let's look at the next 25 years. I mean, okay, that could be a little mind-boggling <laughs> considering where uh, maybe have exceeded all expectations 25 years later. Mm -hmm. And even just, you know, the next few years, some of the things that you think yeah. that well, we're, need to be addressed or are being addressed and hopeful that they'll be we, successful. Well, meant happiness, but it's not a utopia. So there's obviously <laughs> things that do need addressed right. still and needs that are always going to need to be met. So whether it be, I know we're working with individuals to see what we can do to help with the child care in the community. I know transportation has always been a need for our community. So hopefully, you know, leaders that can come together and support whatever needs are coming up can and be flexible and see what we can do to help. So, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you'd like to see addressed? Well, um, for me, youth um, sports, I think, is really an issue in our community. We need to figure it out as to how we can support young people getting opportunities to develop lots of skills that sports and any recreational activity, per se, can provide. And so it's so important to us. I hate for us to not have a plan of action of mm -hmm. how to do that well. And we should be looked to as a community that has strong youth programs. And so I, again, being a mother and having children that were very active and very involved in lots of different things, whether it be scouting or religious aspects or sports, I think all of those are are very important for the next generation. They're the future of our community, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can do things well to support our youth, I think that's where I would, would hope our value can be found. Let's jump back to those early days. You did a lot of the organizational efforts. Was that a fluid effort? 
there the first few years? Oh, no. I mean, no, we weren't sure what we were doing at certain points as well, but learning from others. We have a strong base of leadership and community foundations to look to, and so we learned from them. And the program I run at, at K-State, Powercat Financial, I've always looked to other universities to see how they do things. And so I think mm. that's the nice thing about community foundations is they're happy to help each other. They right. want to help each other succeed. They want to see this really be a successful endeavor. So I think we took advantage of some of those relationships to see how we could always work towards progress. Yeah. Well, your vision is just highly appreciated. And obviously, you know, you felt to steer the ship in a, in a very positive direction. Well, I think seeing all the different minds on the board and the different kinds of talents that people mm -hmm. have. And Vern was good at saying, you know, you all have various talents. Let's take advantage of those. And so it really has worked out well. We have so many, I don't know how many trustees now would you say we have? Well, we, our governance allows us to go to 150 trustees. Yeah. And so we've always been in that 140-ish, mm -hmm. depending on passings and new members. And that we, we can have, have unlimited young trustees. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> Let's right. Let's get a look, 500 well, of those. <laughs> and I would say that that's unique from our foundation perspective. You know, a lot of people see those trustees as mm. work. We see them as value, particularly mm. in the days when we no. were only three staff members. I mean, there yeah. are boots on the ground right. and connections with people and we keep them involved. And yeah. uh, Jody's a perfect example of that. And when she hears something out there in the community, yeah. she's willing to share the thought of utilizing the community foundation for that. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. Yes, so. You never know when you're going to be talking to someone and right. say, hey, did you know there's this thing called the community foundation? So the more trustees, the more people out there in the community that are aware of it and know how it helps and can just make that connection to whoever it might be. Jody, as you look back, you had YIC that started during your chair year. You had the young trustees, mm -hmm. all those different things. What do you feel is one of the greatest accomplishments that under your leadership there during that year of 2015 to 2016 mm -hmm. would stand out for you? I would say it was probably going to be that young trustees group because I have a nephew who just moved into town, a professional, and immediately the first thing I thought when he was saying, I just don't know very many people yet. I don't know how to get involved. I don't know what to do. I thought of that opportunity and I connected him to Vern and said, why don't you reach out and see if this is something that he might be willing to do. And it's been a great first step for him to start to make his own impact, to make his own way. So I think that's pretty cool. Are you still actively involved? <laughs> I try to be, yeah, as, as much as I can. My life has gotten crazy. My son just got married this last weekend, so pretty busy time in my life right now, but hope to get back to getting more involved with volunteerism, yes. So, Jody, we really appreciate your time as board chair, not only uh, your service as a chair, but your vision as a chair and and what you brought from establishing the Community Foundation from the first days. And so we appreciate that. I hope you feel the impact that you've made in the Community Foundation. And there's a lot of good things yet to come, and we want you involved. So. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's gone by quickly. 25 years is like a blink in the eye, it seems. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.